Welcome to the Friday podcast. Things might be crazy in the world, but we ain't changing what we do here. No, we're not. So it's a Friday. Here's a podcast. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Scotty and I are a little shocked at something that happened um, last night. And mm-hmm. you know, it just feels like our, we're at that age where we can't joke around our son anymore. You know, sometimes you used to watch Play School and they used to have like little adult jokes yes. in there. And they were yes. kind of funny because you're like, no, yeah. the kids don't get it. They think it's fine. But mm-hmm. you just knew that the presenters were having a bit of fun. And yes. Scotty and I sometimes make little adult jokes that the kids don't really get. Mm-hmm. Or it's the but same we- as you could always talk in front of the kids about other people and then you have that one day when they repeat the story back to them mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. okay, yeah. now we need to pump the brakes. Now we need the- to pump the brakes. And yeah. this, yeah. Is, this is what has happened to Scotty and I mm-hmm. because I I um, gave him a kiss in the kitchen and mm-hmm. he was giving me a hug back, so it turned into a bit of a pash. Uh-huh. And the, the kids were about to sit down and watch TV. So just as a little joke, Scotty goes, um, hey, kids, you're going to have to put on 10, uh, 10 minutes of TV. Mm. Um, your mum and I are going to go to the bedroom and talk. Oh, and talk. And my eight-year-old, my mm. eight-year-old goes, I know what you're doing. And we're like, what? And it was just a joke. We weren't really. We're mm. like, what? And he goes, I know what you're doing. I said, what are we going to do? Finn? what were we doing? And he goes, uh, you're going in the bedroom to have sex. And if that's the case, can we have a packet of chips and you shut the door? <laughs> two things. Oh, what? What? There's, what? There's two extra elements to him just noticing that. Yes, one of them is them that mm-hmm. you've done it with the door open. Yep, um, that one. And, yes. and the other one yep. is Scotty must just be a stallion if there's enough time to watch a TV show and nail a packet of chips. That man, think, that man needs to be. I think I think they use the chips to drown out the sound. You know how noisy it is when you crunch down on the chips. But I was just like, to be fair, we actually even haven't had a conversation mm. with. With Finn, like he's eight, yeah. and we've always said, if you've got any questions, let us know. Mm-hmm. And then I was sort of putting him to bed and just ran through everything. I was like, anything you want to talk about? And he's like, no, I really understand it all. And I was like, well, you tell me what you know. Mm-hmm. What did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> told it all accurately, and I was like, right, okay, well, cool. No questions then. But I'm like, yeah. it was just this thing of... We can't really joke. We always thought that we were yeah. so... Mm. Like they're keep them at an age. Yeah, yeah we're going to have no yeah. idea. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe no if worries. you shut the door, he wouldn't have such an idea about what's we going on. We do shut the door. Like, mm. the door is shut. It hasn't really been an issue. Look, it was just such... It was for him, it was kind of like, this is a good thing because I can get chips now. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, yeah, he's been going to be encouraging. Do you guys want 10 minutes in the bedroom? I noticed you've got some sand boys in there, Mum, and I'd like to... He like, is going to be fat after this self-isolation, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> it could be worse. You hope it doesn't go to, like, the next the next level where... I don't you know, know what is the next level. I haven't been. This is new territory She's faking me. it, Dad. That's not <laughs> oh, real. No, no. <laughs> is that what sweet. Ethan's always said? No. Yay. No, no you know, but it, what happens now that Ethan is a teenager, well, now mm. he's an adult, now he's 18, mm. Mm. now it's like at the, the different stage where he knows everything, mm. so he will come up like literally 60 seconds after we're finished to ask us a question. So now we've realised he knows what's going on so much that he just sits and waits. And then he's like, now I know it's done. Now I can go and knock on the door. Oh. There's so much to look forward to. He's you know? only eight. Yeah, but he's, he's an old eight-year-old, though. Yeah, like, he's, he's he an is. old soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jagger, uh, however. <laughs> like, sitting down on his 18th going... Right, so you know the chips you've been getting. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Can you make your headline ring?
can ask us anything. 131060 is our number. Anything you want to talk about, you can. Laura, in Windsor, what do you want to say? Yep, so I just want to say that the PM, Scott Morrison, lifted that rule on hairdressers yesterday mm. morning. Yes. Um, obviously, great news for hairdressers, but it was too late for me. I'd already panic died back to natural, which is brown. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Laura, I thought of, I have actually thought about it. For the first time ever, I thought about going to get a colour from the chemist, and I was like, mm. no, mate, you, you remember your experimental days. They didn't do well. Yeah, you, exactly. But, um, so I yeah. was peroxide blonde. I've been going yeah. blonde for about a year. I have quite dark natural regrowth, and I thought, hey, I'm going to act quickly. I'm going to get someone to dye me back safely natural, save me having to pack it dyed later. Um, and then, yeah, the next day I wake to the news that he had lifted that restriction and that it was all for nothing. Oh. What? Um, oh. See, because was it Garnier and all of them do the... L'Oreal do the ones in the in the Woolies and stuff. Do you reckon? Oh, that's... there's so many different brands. Yeah, everyone yeah. was stockpiling toilet oh, yeah, they... paper a few weeks ago. <laughs> Have they cleared the shelves on that yet? I haven't actually checked, but I was this close to going and getting a packet tied just in case. <laughs> yeah, but think of all the money you'll save, though, Laura. <laughs> exactly true, and my hair will be healthier now. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm my natural colour. It feels weird, but yeah, everyone keeps doing that. Can I dye your hair, Abs? Yeah. Why? No. Well, well, if they do shut down hairdressers eventually. No. I could. What, what I could do is we were talking about those street caps the other day. I'll get, yeah, you I'll get do that. Sanders swimming cap. I'll just poke a heap of holes in it. You I can. could do it to my hairdresser. You know that the hairdresser um, relationship is um, is a bigger commitment Sacred. than my marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. so I, I mean, I couldn't do that to him. But there is funny memes going around about, like, how is it going to be when all girls come out of isolation natural? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if we're ever allowed to be in the same room together again, I'll let mm. you bleach my hair. What? Yeah, I'll let you do it. Would you? Yeah, it's something to do. It'd oh, be fun. Yes, that'd be amazing. I'll wear the full hazmat suit and I can do it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, do you remember yes. remember when You'll Eminem... You look like a boy band. Yeah, when Eminem first came out and every guy wanted yeah. to have Eminem's hair, but they just yeah. ended up with an orange tinge, like mm. that orangey brown. Um, That's just a tease if I'm not allowed to do it soon. Oh, we'll see. See what happens okay. uh, when they when the national cabinet meets later on today. What very happens. important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jenny, you're on the air with us. Hey, morning. What's up? I wanted to talk about hand washing. Oh, yeah, it's very um, important in this day and age. What do you got for us? Really? I'm yeah, glad people know how to do it. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say I think it's really important to save water as well. So maybe people should turn the tap off while they're washing their hands. Just wet it. So fun and the tap off, and then turn it back on when you actually want to wash it off so that we don't run out of water too. Yeah, that is mm. very good. Do you know my husband does it for showers? Oh. So he, he will, yeah, so he'll put water on and then he'll turn the shower off, lather mm. up with soap, right. like a full lather because after working with all, you know, sanding and all that for business mm. and then turns yeah. it back on to save the water. I was like, really? But, yeah. but it is a good point, Jenny, yeah. especially when we're increasing our hand washing time, I think a lot of people are. Yeah. I mean, good on Scotty for that. You get the, you can also take more time to get in all your crevices and stuff that way too. You know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good water. for him because I always feel like, oh, I can have a little bit longer because he's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cancel, cancel it out. <laughs> Savannah in Marsden, it's first calls time. What do you got for us? Hi. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous to ask, but I've been listening to you guys for quite a long time. You're my number one radio station. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, but I wanted to ask a question to Stab. Um, mm-hmm. Do you still get in contact with Labby and Camilla? Because I've yes. 
<laughs> I was long time. Oh, you, you go way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, funnily enough, I was just talking to Camilla um, this week, actually. Yeah. her. Oh. Um, she's in Bali, so I was just checking in to see how they were going. Um, they were already home from school, and one of her kids actually had a fever, so it was a bit of a concern, but I checked in a couple of days after, and they were all good. So, yeah, we still chat occasionally. Oh, that's good. And Labby, do you still contact with, like, Labby? From time to time, Abby talks to him more frequently than I do. I would say because Abby. He's changed his name now, so he's Jason. Yeah, it's Jason. So he went to New Zealand. Now he's in um, Melbourne doing a radio show, and I was actually on their show the other day. Was it yesterday? Oh, so I did because I did see it on the radio um, or um, on Instagram, and I was Mm. like, I'm not sure if that is him because I was like, I'm so used to hearing Labby. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, like, you know, get the courage and ask you guys because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was him. Oh, he did well. He's, um, he he's did fatter well. and balder, but that's definitely him. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Savannah, is there any other exes you want to bring up in front of the new relationship? Uh, I find that that really always goes down well at a dinner Weren't party. were the good you know? days, Savannah? They were the good days. Oh, look, wasn't it, a, it was a quality show, wasn't it? Just it's so good. But what we're saying, Savannah, what we should say is this is our favourite relationship we've ever been in. That's we are exactly more happy than ever, than ever. And we feel that this one is a stable one. God, and yes, um, Just, just so you know, so I've, I've got heaps of options <laughs> anyway. Like, if this doesn't work out, it's... You, to be honest, this totally is a rebound team, guys. This yeah. was a rebound um, thank team. Thank you so much for calling us. You did well, because I know you were nervous. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Queensland schools will move to student-free. Schools will remain open, but it will allow children of essential workers and vulnerable children to remain at school and for teachers to prepare to move to learning from home. Yeah, that was announced um, yesterday, so it's going to start from Monday. I know a lot of uh, you probably got a lot of emails as well from the teachers saying that they are preparing packs as well yep. to take home in case that uh, home learning is going to be required after the holidays. But I know a lot of people have questions, and if you do, um, you can call 13 10 60. But we've got Minister Grace Grace on the line. Um, morning. Good morning, Stab Abby and Matt. Uh, good morning, Mrs. Mrs. Grace. <laughs> I hope you have a good day today. Uh, we do you as too. well. It's hey, there been... are a lot of yeah questions, and I guess a lot of confusion. So we just wanted to get you on. So thank you. Um, we just, I guess, want to know when you say essential workers, a lot of it has come out saying that if you need to work, then you can. What is the classification for essential workers? Look, we did try to actually definitively um, define this, Abby, to be honest with you, but Mm -hmm. it just got very complicated. These are unprecedented times and um, we have to adopt unprecedented measures. Normally when we say there's student-free days, yeah, people are right, it's student-free. You don't go to school and everyone stays home. Mm -hmm. But in uncharted borders and in unprecedented times, um, we have to accommodate those essential workers. What happened when it wasn't clear down south when they announced student free days was the public sector struggled in our hospitals and um, businesses that were wanting to stay afloat were struggling because workers kept their kids at home and weren't able to to attend. So we wanted to make sure that that wasn't repeated up here in Queensland. And so basically we're saying, please take a practical, sensible approach. If you are an essential worker, it's obvious, nurses, doctors, paramedics and the like. If you are definitely required in your workplace, we'll accommodate you as well. But please, unprecedented times, let's be practical and sensible on how we apply this. We are on the air right now with the Queensland Minister of Education, Grace Grace. Um, Next week being a pupil-free week, 
Um, are we meant to be doing homeschooling next week, or have we kind of just cancelled next start holidays next week and then get ready for homeschooling after Easter? Yeah, look, um, that's a good question, and we leave it up to the parents. Obviously, look, we've got some great tools online at the moment um, on our Learning at Home um, Resource Hub, which is part of the Department of Education's website. You know, the break may come early for some students. Parents may decide that. Look why I put the kids under additional stress. The, you know, each child will be different. Each parent and carer will decide differently. Um, the good choice here is that there is choice. You mm. can decide if you want to continue to provide some learning. Reading is always great. Read to your kids. They love it, you know. So mm-hmm. get them reading, get them doing some of that um, learning from home. But obviously for some kids, we're aware that um, the break will probably come early. But the great thing about this is that those parents that need to send their kids to school, those essential workers, will be able to. And of course, vulnerable children will be um, accommodated as well. So really, it's up to the parents. I would like to see them to continue some learning. But how am I going to police that inside everybody's home? Um, Minister Grace, after we have attempted to homeschool our kids for a while, will all the teachers get a pay rise when we realise how hard it is? Oh, I think you'll have parents marching on the street, actually, to be honest with you, demanding that they do. I think when we all work out what it really is like to deliver a sound um, curriculum, you know, I think the respect for our teachers and childcare workers and our teacher aides and all the staff in our schools will actually skyrocket. Um, yeah. They do an amazing job every single day, yeah. and I think a greater appreciation of their work will definitely come out of this. All the parents will be like, you know what, bring back the cane. It's not that bad. Bring back the cane. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when I was at school, when, when my daughter was at school, she used to love, we used to love playing school at home. You know, I know mm. when I was a kid, I don't remember not loving playing school even as a kid with my own friends, you know, yeah. we used to play school. But boy, we were mean. <laughs> I remember that cane slamming that desk a lot of times when I was a little kid. I was very mean, but no, they're not like that, obviously, in our classrooms today. No, they are very professional lovely. and do a great job. Mm, um, all right. Well, hey, when we come back, Minister Grace Grace, uh, you are the Queensland Minister for Education. We did get a, a lot of parents sending us through questions last night online, yep. um, and we've got a few things we just want to uh, go through just to clarify and be as clear as possible for everyone. So if you don't mind hanging around, we'll do that next. Oh, no problems at all. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Queensland schools will move to student-free. Schools will remain open, but it will allow children of essential workers and vulnerable children to remain at school and for teachers to prepare to move to learning from home. Yeah, it was going to be holidays uh, the end of next week, but now it's going to be five student-free days um, unless you do need to send your kids because you're an essential worker. But we do have the Minister for Education, uh, Minister Grace Grace, on the line. Who's going to answer a few questions that we got submitted? Uh, first one is, there is a teacher's union. How do we set up a parents' union if we're going to be home for months without, without children? Oh, I can't interfere on how unions operate. I'll let them decide that themselves. Very, very smart answer. Uh, one of the questions that people do want to know is, we know that a lot of the teachers are preparing packs. Um, you've encouraged to go online, and it's not for before holidays. It may be for after when is it going to be made a decision um, if school is going back after the Easter break? Oh, look, I wish I could answer that, honestly. Um, obviously, this is a day-by-day proposition. These are unprecedented times. It is still safe, according to the chief medical officers from around the country, 
for students to attend school. We need to prepare for the future. This is exactly what we're doing with the five student free days from next week and obviously for those essential workers and vulnerable children to be able to attend but we're preparing for every scenario and the Premier's done a wonderful job in taking us through all these different scenarios that we may be encountering and mm. we need to be prepared for all of them and that's what this is all about. A lot of uh, the worries um, from students are from Year 12 students and Katie uh, submitted a question to us. She said, to what extent will this school shutdown impact Year 12s? Yes, look, we're looking at that at the moment. QCAA has already put some information up on their website and can I suggest that um, people have a look at that. They've already decided to remove one internal assessment from the total of four prescribed assessments, so lucky Year 12s this year. But they're very adapt to online learning, to assignment as, um, you know, um, means of assessment. And we've got an Education Council meeting this morning of all ministers and federal ministers from around the country, mm-hmm. and the QCAA will be um, presenting, um, you know, there. We're going to discuss this issue about the Year 12 students. I'm sure we can accommodate them. I'm sure that we can continue their learning, and um, we'll be making those decisions as we go and working through that for the Year 12s. Um, you also announced yesterday that uh, kindergartens are, are a part of this. Um, I'm not sure if this is to do with you, but daycare centres... Um, if schools go into a, a full shutdown as well, what will happen with daycare centres? Yeah, look, um, daycare centres, some of them have seen um, very few um, children being delivered and some of them ha- are under a considerable stress. I know they're in negotiations with the federal government at the moment about allowing them additional absent days for the children so they can at least receive some federal funding to enable them to, you know, tick over. But look, they will remain open, but clearly for those essential workers, you know, I I can't be more um, stressful than to say, um, can't stress enough really, that Mm. um, we have to adhere to the advice. The advice is stay at home where necessary, you know, do not... um, you know, really go out of your suburb unless you absolutely have to. And um, clearly it's there for those workers that need them, but um, they will remain open as vacation care will too. But look, these aren't ordinary holidays. These are different unprecedented times and um, they're remaining open for those workers that definitely need to use them. (laughs) And uh, vacation care centres, are they going to be the same? Yes, the same. Yeah, they'll yeah, be open, okay. but clearly we're asking once again. If you don't need practical. it. Don't yeah, if you don't it. need yeah. it, don't go. If you're home, this isn't about you know taking them out of school and then putting them into vacation care. Um, this is a completely different world, and to the to adhere to the advice yeah. that you stay at home in your suburb, you isolate as much as possible. This is a virus we have to beat, and I know we can do it all together. Uh, we know we've got to let you go, Minister, because um, you've got stuff on. But, Abs, you've, you had that one last question about um, kids possibly not graduating and what would happen. Well, I was just concerned um, with prep. I mean, I guess if they don't go back to, to, to school and if any of the kids need a repeat, how is that going to go with um, kids moving from kindy up? Look, we hope that we don't do that, Um, Abby. We're going to do all we can and put in place that that can't, you know, what doesn't happen. We're going to try to alleviate that 
as much as we possibly can. Um, that's why we need the time to put all of this information, all place, these tools, yeah. all these materials together so we can deliver a fantastic curriculum to all of the kids and we can make sure their learning doesn't lag 12 months behind. Well, you're doing an amazing job and also a shout-out to all the teachers um, around Queensland. We mm. really do admire you and um, thank you for your hard work. Oh, thank you very much. Can I say that Queensland led the way with this? It was um, our position. Um, you know, it, it was through negotiation, through listening to all of the childcare workers, the teachers, the teacher rates, all of the staff, and um, we landed on this position and we led Queensland. Once we came out, we've done it the right way. Um, other states and territories have followed and we haven't had that situation, or we don't think, where we were short on essential workers because of the manner in which it was, um, you know, announced. So it's been some good work um, and thank you everyone for their input. And once again, thanks everyone for their great work. Thank you. There she is, Minister Grace Grace. Of course, Queensland led the way, just like we do in State of Origin. It's Woo! what we do here in Queensland. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. It's Stav, Abby and Matt here at Hit 105. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. A lot of people experiencing for the very first time what it's like to work from home and not just the challenges of it and the benefits of it, but also they're learning what their partner's are like at work because a lot of people are different in their home life and then they assume this whole new persona when they go into the workplace. Mm. My yeah, friend is hating it, absolutely mm-hmm. hating it, because she likes to have a persona at home that she's quite sweet, and she's a she's a, a very successful lawyer. And can I just be honest, in the lawyer world, she ain't nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of them can be, can they? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but it's or, just, she's... Even she's worse. had to use her tone a little bit l- lower, like, do you know, a nicer tone. And she yeah. says, I don't feel like I'm being respected at work as much. Nah. <laughs> Imagine for her partner, though, if he's, like, listening to the terms and stuff that she's saying over the phone, he's like, oh, my God, she lawyers me at home. No, yeah. well, the thing is, he's also a lawyer, oh. but he's a nicer lawyer. So he's like, I don't think you need to have that tone to get stuff done. She's like, different type of law, babe. Different type of law. <laughs> <laughs> Abby and I are both working from home. And I hate I'm, it. Uh, yeah, oh, it's got its perks. I'm sleeping with the lady that's making my coffee in the morning, so that's good. Hey. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. She's in the kitchen going, no, he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening um, is a lot of people, because all over the world it's happening, and especially in the States, they've been into full lockdown. Um, and, you know, New York, there a lot of business goes on there, and a lot mm. of people are working in tiny little apartments with their partners and their been tweeting the observations that they've they've learnt about them. And one of the tweets that kicked this uh, thread off was um, saying, a funny thing about quarantining is hearing your partner in full work mode for the first time. Like, I realised I'm married to a let's circle back guy. So you know those people in conversations where you, you go, like, through the whole conversation, everyone agrees, and then they go, all right, let's just circle back to the start. Oh, mm. And then you're like, no, we've been here. Yeah, we've done this, and often they're just hearing the one side of the conversation because yes. people yeah. have headphones on or yeah. something like that. So it really stands you, out for do you th- them. Do you think when our boss gets home with his wife, he's there going, "Okay, so no black hats in this conversation." Uh, um, yeah, but <laughs> no idea is a bad idea. How, how do we take this relationship to the next level? <laughs> uh, my partner, here's another one from Rachie. My partner is laid back and very chilled about everything. Has never had an opinion about anything in our lives. But apparently at work, he's super competent and speaks up and gets lots of things done. 
Mm. So she's disappointed that she doesn't get the work version of him, which like actually completes tasks. Well, she should pay him. Uh, well, I, technically she does. <laughs> Maybe just you know not what I've enough. learned from working at home is how loud Scott is. Mm-hmm. Like you think that I'm the loud one, right? And yell a lot. Yes, we do. Yep. No, I said you would have thought that, but um, not more. Like I'm, I'm quiet compared to him. I can just hear him upstairs, just yelling all the time. Those poor neighbours of yours. Imagine what they're hearing every morning. I know. The other thing you learn is with you guys working at home, you're learning more how your partner parents. Because you know, you when you when you're the one home alone with the kids, mm. you mm. yell as much as you want, feed them what you want, do what you want. So I always say, do you put sunscreen on the kids before they go? And he says yes. I hid the sunscreen and realised he hasn't asked for it. So the answer is no. No, he's got his own sunscreen. He's got yeah. his... No, he doesn't. Uh, do you sunscreen your kids every day before school? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that too, Staff? Yeah. Well, I thought we did, but we apparently don't, Maddie, so... What about on the weekends? So when you're leaving the house, do you, like, you, you sunscreen park. every, every day? day. Yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, every day. Yeah. Yeah, because they're outside. But we're, we're in a bit the more sun. outdoorsy, though, maybe. Yeah, but if we're going out. I like... don't know, the glare off the iPad. Could... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he did. Oh, was that a dig at my parenting, was it? No. Oh, that's, no. Mate, that's not very fair. That's a judgment <laughs> no, kids... you've made there. <laughs> Why would you my do kids that? Go... Oh, no. <laughs> Why would I do that? You're, are you... you dad shaming me? That, as, <laughs> not... as a dad to a dad, I don't think that's very appropriate. <laughs> As a dad. As a dad, I would never judge you for what you've done as a parent. Well, as a dad of five, I think I have more authority <laughs> to say how they should be raised. No, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, if we go to the beach or the park, we might do it, but not to go to school. Well, that's, mm. we go to the park every yeah. weekend for a long time. So that's yeah. Might be surprised. Ask Esther if she does. No, I don't need to have her telling me that I should be doing that. Good point. Uh, my <laughs> husband is pleasant and patient on the phone. It's like, um, uh, evasion, uh, no, 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 it's too long, I can't read that You couldn't read it? No, nah, it's too, I'm like, don't tweet with big words, people, that's not what Twitter uh, yeah, is for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one from Monica, sorry, she said, my husband has a work voice. Mm. I can always tell oh. when he's on a work call because mm-hmm. his yeah. voice is louder and it's deeper. Oh, really? Yes, whereas at home, he's sort of like a bit softer and, and a bit nicer to when he talks to his mates. Mm. So, that's like people who have a parent voice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, Dav does. No, Rory. Oh, I'm as a father, I would never mock what he does. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> there, Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Now, you guys know that I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. You do love to pay me out about my geekiness and nerddom. I have a few Doctor Who tattoos. I've been watching the show since I was a wee boy when I used to hide behind the couch when it got too scary, as many people did. Was it bigger over in the like UK than it was in Australia? Um, well, it's a British show, so probably a little bit bigger. But um, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. the, the new alliteration has been huge all around the world. Uh, what and, is it um, about? Because you've talked about it a lot in over our friendship over the years, and I've mm-hmm. never bothered to say just like in in one quick sentence. What it's about, in yeah. a nutshell. It's about a uh, person, an alien, who travels through time and space, saving the world from disaster and destruction. But, Can he um, come now? Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> funny you say, Abs. Funny you say. Because one of the reasons I do love it so much is um, it's a, he, they're a really good role model for children because he doesn't use guns. Well, she doesn't use guns. She's a female now. Uh, she yeah. doesn't use guns. She doesn't like violence. She uses her brains, and she talks her way out of every situation that she finds herself in. That's her thing that she does, Street right? Street smarts. 
street smarts and very smart. And especially now that they, they chose this time uh, to turn her into a female. She'd been a man every time she... Because they regenerate. It's a brilliant way to keep the show going. Anytime an actor says he's done with the role, they regenerate into a completely different person. And that's written into the script so that they can do that. They so did there's that been... with Pippa on Home and Away. Remember when the, the, the new well, Pippa though. popped no. up? No. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, right as well. That character was kept on. You didn't have like... the same warmth no. towards them. Well, that's the, the thing. Everyone's got yeah. their favourite doctor. You know, and it's normally the first one that you started to watch. Mine's Matt Smith. He was brilliant. But David Tennant's up there. And Jodie Whittaker, the new Doctor, is doing a fantastic job. Um, but overnight, and I know a lot of kids watch the show and they love Doctor Who. So overnight, um, the Doctor uh, took to um, the internet to give us all a little bit of advice in these dark times. Here's what I do in any worrying situation. One, remember, you will get through this and things will be all right. Even if they look uncertain, even if you're worried, darkness never prevails. Two, tell jokes, even bad ones, especially bad ones. I'm brilliant at bad ones. Three, be kind, even kinder than you were yesterday. And I know you were super kind yesterday. Look out for each other. You won't be the only one worried. Talking will help. Sharing will help. Look out for your friends, your neighbours, people you hardly know, and family. Because in the end... We're all family. Four, listen to science and listen to doctors, right? They've got your back. Five, stay strong, stay positive. You've got this. And I will see you very soon. Why was she puffed? She sounds puffed. Yeah, she did she's sound puffed. She was she's going hiding around. In a, she's hiding from aliens. I cut that bit oh, out because okay, you guys right, would take right, the piss. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like she's been Everything on a Everything else was beautiful, but I was like, she needs to go and get checked out. <laughs> I've just walked up these stairs. Now's the time to do an inspirational message for Instagram. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Using a mask. People wear masks as they think that it's going to protect them. Can wearing a face mask protect you from coronavirus? Yeah, we've got a lot of questions that we want to ask about the, the mask and um, what's happening at the present date because I saw the polling booths are obviously going to be open tomorrow and we have Stupidly. spoken. Yeah, we've spoken about that. But then they said wear a mask if you've mm. got one. I'm like, well, I don't even have one. Do they even work, I guess? So to get some answers, um, we were thought, because everyone's gone crazy going to Bunnings, getting painters' masks and stuff. Mm. Dr. Chris Zapala joins us at the moment. He's the vice president of the Australian Medical Association. Are masks as effective as everyone thinks they are? No, not in the general community. Good morning. If you're well, Mm. there is no need for you to walk around with a mask. The people who need masks are those who are unwell and Mm -hmm. are moving about the community, for example, on their way to their doctor's appointment or to get tested, or for Mm -hmm. people who are looking after patients who are unwell. But for people who feel well within themselves and they're going about their normal daily business, there is absolutely no requirement to use a mask. And in addition, if you actually observe the people who are using masks, they're they're using them in such a way that they're relatively useless anyway. And it takes the focus off the personal hygiene, hand hygiene, cough etiquette, which is far more important Mm. than, than trying to get hold of masks. And when you say uh, feeling unwell, you're not talking about um, coronavirus, are you just certain, like the general symptoms, if you've got a sore throat or if you're just feeling like those sicknesses that you should be wearing a mask? Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you mm. if you potentially got coronavirus, I suppose, mm. and you're a suspect case, et cetera, et cetera, then, then you need to protect 
uh, other people. So you pop a mask on and then you can go and get tested. And as soon as it's negative, well, then you don't need a mask anymore. You know, so yeah. if you fulfill the isolation criteria, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, right. um, but, but if you're well, then, then you, you don't need a mask. And I've even seen, you've probably seen them as well, I've seen some of those designer ones that are out there that are starting <laughs> yeah. to pop up now. And the, the fashion relevance of those I'll leave to others to determine, but they absolutely <laughs> do nothing right. for protecting you, protecting you against corona. I paid $2,000 for a Gucci one just yesterday, Dr. Chris. Don't tell me Sorry, this. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, doctor, I have stopped clipping, clicking on articles that I think are inciting fear. Do you know talking about how our, our curve's going? So I'm following um, the, the advice that is given, but only from reliable sources. Uh, from your opinion, is Australia different than other countries? We are sort of saying, you know, we're two weeks behind America or we're two weeks behind Italy. Are we um, unique in that we don't live on top of each other or we don't kiss hello always? Are we going on our own path as opposed to copying another country? We are going on our own path. We're trying to take examples from overseas and see where they might apply to Australian society, which is different from overseas. There's so much modelling out there. And as you point out, it's really easy to get confused. And at the end of the day, probably that doesn't matter as much for us and what and what we do, uh, because what's going to beat this virus is not whether we close something else extra now. It's actually going to come down to our own individual personal behaviour and how we manage the self-isolation and the hand hygiene and all the rest of it. I was in an airport toilet last weekend and I watched the guys going out and none of them still wash their hands, yeah, virtually no. none of them. And so, and then you've got the same person who then uses that same hand to then mm. put their mask back on their face. And you mm. go, well, yeah. look, that's just crazy. And that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. So yeah. if we do really well with the basics and get that, that social distancing and hand hygiene and all that sort of stuff right, and we will beat this thing, and that's the most important. Mm. Uh, well, we really appreciate you coming on, Dr. Chris Zapala. Um, save the masks for the medical professionals. They're going to need them. Let's not go cleaning off shelves and stuff like that. Um, let's just wash our hands. We appreciate you coming on this morning and sharing that message with us. My pleasure. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Alpha Bucks on Monday. He'll be the... <laughs> <laughs> well done, Stav. It is tea. Move on. The 30th of March is when we'll play Alpha Bucks for that letter. Stav, Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. All righty, Brisbane. You know what we do every morning at 8 o'clock? We slap $10,000 on the table and we just say, take it. Take it away from us. Just answer 10 questions and take our money, baby. Let's play Alpha Bucks, guys. All right, Nicole from 8 More Planes. Take our money, baby. How you doing this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh God, do you? Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. <laughs> do you have any answers already up your sleeve? Um. Yes, I've got three of them from this morning from you guys. Nice. All right then. So technically, you already have one hundred and fifty dollars. If you can answer all the rest of them in the time frame we give you, you'll have ten thousand dollars. You already know your letter. Say pass if you don't know to give yourself as much time, and we can only accept each answer the once. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, right, Nicole, your letter, obviously, you know, is S for Scream. Yep. Here we go. Name a high school subject. Fire. Name a kid's movie. Shrek. Name a type of photo. Pass. Name something tall. Uh, Sky Tower. Name something you can wear. Shoes. Name a food brand. 
sun beam. Name a type of material. Silk. Name something that can grow. Uh, Pass. Name a Brisbane oh, oh, you did well. Oh. I've got uh, three hundred dollars. Yes, oh, I have three hundred dollars too. I've done a couple that you did pass on. Name a type of photo. You could have had a selfie or sepia. And yep. name something that can grow. You could have strawberries or, I guess, a snake can grow. Yeah, good one. Yep, beautiful. Uh, there we go. Uh, $300 cash. Uh, you're going to put that towards paying off um, your hex. And we really appreciate you listening in, Nicole. We're glad you could play this morning. Beautiful. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. It's time to talk about your name. Makes the best cookies, <laughs> Grandma. She's so full of love. Well, I think what's happening um, in the world is going to make us rethink uh, the way that we do things. You know, I mean, I, I've never liked food wastage in our house, but all of a sudden I'm like, well, you know, there are people um, that don't want to go to the shops at the moment and we're all scared that it's going to run out and it's not. Groceries are always going to be open. We've got plenty of food here in Australia, but it's just our mentality. So I, I think, you know, when you can only buy two of certain items at the moment, mm. it just changes your, your thinking. And I was on the phone to my um, nana and I was making homemade pizzas. And I was like, oh, no, I don't have any pizza sauce. And I was just like, I don't have any pizza sauce. And I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll use mm. bolognese sauce. And I was like, oh, what a great substitute I've just done there. <laughs> and I was I'm saying that as I was saying to her, wow. genius. <laughs> and she's like, and she goes to me, there's no such, there's no such, there's no need for pizza sauce. I was like, I'm going to stop you there. It's very different. It's got different little uh, flavour to it. She's like, you guys are so spoilt for choice that I, this is why we're struggling, I guess, when we go to the shop. She's like, mm. when you go through a war, it's very different because that's when you really learn about ration, um, mm. rations and substitutes. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, I've always loved butter, but butter was ration. You can only get a certain amount per person um, mm-hmm. during wartime. And because we love butter so much in our household... We used to get equal amount of butter and lukewarm water and mm-hmm. then whip it together so that that way you could increase the butter, like double oh. the butter, and then you used to re- put it back into um, <laughs> the fridge, into a, a container. And it would, re- it would reset. It would reset. With a little bit more, yeah, yeah. wow. So she goes, but don't use that for baking. And I was like, to be honest, Nana, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> Thank God, Nana, because I was just about to get, get a carrot cake on the go here. <laughs> but I want to know, like, can you substitute a different food? Like... Thirteen ten sixty. If you've got a genius one, because I think people are just trying to avoid the shops. And do you know, at, during the war, there's a lot yeah. of foods that came out that are better now. Like you Example. know, the Twinkie used to be yeah. actual um, the big American um, cake used mm. to be filled with bananas, but there was banana shortage, so that's why they then had to change it. And now it's with the vanilla cream. Right, and we all know about Nutella. Nutella was. No, I didn't yeah. know that. What happened with Nutella? Uh, Nutella was invented because there was a shortage of chocolate, so they would um, mix up the chocolate with the nuts, and that would prolong it and make it into a spread rather than the blocks. So you got more chocolate for your buck. Oh. And Cheetos. Mm-hmm. You know about the Cheetos? Huh? Yeah, Cheetos are actually just full-fat dehydrated cheese, so it was a way to reduce the weight and volume of shipments so they could send it to the military so they could still have cheese. Oh, and then when it finished, it came out, they're like, wait a minute, this is really good, it's really light, so that's why mm. you get all the... Delicious, yeah. and you get to lick your fingers at the end of it. You know, like mm. it's like you finished your meal, and then you look down, and there's another meal on your hand there. Instant <laughs> coffee was discovered like that because uh, it was actually um, the the military used to freeze dry things mm. to make it easier, but it was actually for like blood and medical supplies. 
And they're like, wait a minute, we could probably do this with coffee. I wonder what delicious thing will get invented during this time of corona crisis. We might in like 10 years' time, we might be sitting around going, hey, these profitable cheddars, wow. (laughs) But I was saying to Nana as well, I was like, I don't have any beef stock. She was like, use red wine. Yeah. And I was like, that I do have. Do you know that's All a substitute right, yeah. for cooking? Yes. Yeah. No. I, I sometimes use the bolognese um, sauce on my pizzas as well. It's, yeah, it's well, great. Yeah, now yeah. I'm going to But how does um, red wine substitute? Because beef stock's salty and red wine... I didn't ask any more questions. I just used it. Oh, she said wine and you just went, clack, opened it up. <laughs> it flavours it and then you would then you would add salt to taste. But um, yeah, I think you can use red wine in a lot of cooking. You can use red, red wine and spaghetti bolognese. Mm, I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, thirteen ten sixty. Uh, let's talk about those those substitutes. Like you know, you're at home. You've you've maybe you've had a couple of wines and you've realised oh I can't can't drive down to the shop and get that last bit that I need. And God mm. forbid I go and ask the neighbour these days. <laughs> mm. uh, what do you what do you substitute? Stav, Abby, and Matt on Hit One Hundred and Five. Grandma makes the best cookies. Grandma, she's so full of love. I was talking to my grandma as I was cooking, which is a big mistake because she just made me sound like a spoiled brat because I was like, oh, what should I substitute this with? And she went through a whole list of what you can because I guess they used to bake a lot more in the days. You know, you couldn't buy all the packaged food, so it was from scratch, and if you didn't have it, um, you'd substitute, and especially in wartime, she was saying. So she gave me a whole list. Instead of breadcrumbs, you can use rolled oats. I did say, what are rolled oats? <laughs> but apparently they are the cheaper ones that you can get in the cereal aisle. Yeah. Oh, right. Are they, uh, are they rolled up? as well. You can, you can substitute um, breadcrumbs corn with cornflakes. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah that's really nice, actually. All right. Um, well, let's go to the phones. 13, 10, 60. We're talking about uh, those substitutes. I'm sure people have come home after a boozy night and substituted a few things when they've tried to cook a meal. But, um, mm-hmm. Del, what does your nan do? So my nan used to, um, she but um, she used to on the Sunday roast that she would do, she'd keep the fat and the oil that mm. she cooked the veggies in. They'll put it in the fridge. I think they call it lard back then. Yep, and then dripping. they would use it the next Sunday, or they would put it on a bit of fresh bread or bread mm. and fry it up in the frying pan. Yes, bread and dripping, nothing oh, like it. It's amazing. absolutely yeah. delicious. We waste mm. too much, don't we, these days? Yeah, disgusting, the wastage. Yeah, I think we've confused Maddie there, yeah. No, 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 I know what you've done. I'm Like, it sounds delicious and it's great. So, you know, just... you cook a roast a lot. Why don't yeah. you? What you do you do with the out? oil in the pan? Uh, well, I put it into glass jars and, like, let, once the glass jar fills, have then you... I bail it into the bin. Have you ever dunked bread in it, even no. while it's warm? It is the best, Maddie. That's my no. favourite part of a roast. Try it next time. No, the other one is if you want to be super hectic, they used to turn, my grandmother turns that into gravy. Gravy? Mm. Yes. yes, gravy. Yeah. Um, Jade, you're in Thornside. Uh, Good morning. Morning. Uh, we're asking uh, when you've substituted foods. Well, with your cakes, when you make cakes, you can put in like Coke or Fanta, and it makes mm. it a lot more lighter, area, uh, airy, and full of moisture, and it gives it a really good flavour. Okay, wow. good tip. Is that yeah. just an added thing, or can you take something out if you're going to use that? No, no, you, it's just an added thing. I guess you take out the, the extra liquid ingredients that you add. Into yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I like it. I feel like mm. I might start baking. Coke makes some good sauce. They do a lot of chicken wings in Coke sauce. Oh, really? really? Yeah, man. I Where saw... have you guys been? No, the people I actually... Know. I just have people cook for me, I guess. I want to go out. I don't say, excuse me, what's in this delicious meat that you've done? I just go, thank you. Hey, the secret 
Is that why it's 80 bucks for this whole chicken? Um. <laughs> Lizzie in Runcorn. Um, oh, you're a home ec teacher. Yes, I am. Morning, guys. Morning. Hey. Give us a few substitutes. So- so, um, if you don't have any eggs, if you haven't been able to swap them, unlike me, thank God for my neighbours, um, mm. you can use two tablespoons of applesauce if you've got that, or you can use mm. two tablespoons of any oil. And you what just about whip banana? That up and you can you, that in. Have you, can um, you ever use banana? You can do banana. You can do bananas if you're willing to pay six dollars fifty a kilo. Oh, you cool. Hey, hey, Lizzie. Yeah, all right. But um, you were talking about breadcrumb substitutes. Um, if mm. you've frozen your bread and it still tastes really funny, just post it in the oven for ten to fifteen minutes, and you put that through the blender. Voila, you have your own breadcrumbs. Your own breadcrumbs. No crumbs. one should be buying breadcrumbs. But um, <laughs> I've had to make breadcrumbs using corn thins once for a gluten-free student. Ah, very clever. Oh. So putting putting the corn thins through the blender. Mm-hmm. But um, we were trying to do um, tacos last night. We could not get salsa anywhere. Mm. So we ended up using a capsicum and an apple and mixing that, um, cutting that up and actually putting that in the mix master for a little bit. Yeah. And voila, you had your own salsa. Well, there you go. We have no tomato as well. Lizzie, mm. as a home ec teacher, how do you feel about the Thermomix putting you out of business? Do you Are you against that or uh, are you a Thermomix no, person? No, it, it's... I am sorry, I'm not a Fermi person. I've seen too many burns. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, most people actually need to learn the basic skills to prep the ingredients before they go yeah, into Fermi. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah it's true. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, mm. Oh, well, this has got to be a last one. I know, right, I know we're running out of time, okay. but, but right, it, has okay. to, it has to do with chips, and chips are <laughs> one, one of the most important <laughs> meals you'll ever eat. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamal from Logan Home. What's your last tip to Sears Home? All right, so when you peel your potatoes, uh, of course, make sure they're clean skin. Mm-hmm. And instead of throwing them out, just keep them. You can uh, wash them and deep fry them and have them as a substitute for chips, okay, I guess. Chips. Yeah. Yeah. That is. You were just about to buy a deep fryer, Maddie. Why? Why? Maddie, yeah. They're about 29 bucks at Kmart. And I know how I'm filling up my isolation weekend, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Logie Award winner. Gary Sweet. Play a cop, a crook, a cricketer. Please welcome Gary Sweet. Hey, Stan Original Series. They've got season two of Bloom. It's back on the 9th of April. One of the stars, Gary Sweet. Good morning, mate. Uh, g'day. How are you? Now, Gary, don't get annoyed at me, but I've just—I've been waiting for, I guess, this moment to be able to to binge on a lot of TV, and I've heard such good things about this show, but don't know much about it. Would you be able to explain what uh, it is? Uh, <laughs> how long have you got? Yeah. <laughs> That's what 30, my friend said to me. She goes, seconds. "Don't be stupid! Don't be stupid! You've got to see it! You've got to see it!" I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm now have the opportunity to." Well, it's about it's about a small rural town who just who discover this particular plant. That uh, is the fountain of youth, mm. and if you take this uh, plant, you, um, you you go back to your youth. So, so it's a real life story a for you. Prospect. <laughs> it's, I, I've actually taken a real one. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, I watch you do workouts, and I'm like, you seem so incredibly fit, and you don't seem to be aging at all. Even. Uh... Oh, you're very kind. Uh, I do try and keep fit. Actually. Um, Actually, because you know, with this um, with this virus at the moment, you know, we're in lockdown, so I can't go to the gym anymore. So I bought myself a bike because that's the only thing I can do is ride around the place and uh, 
to make sure I'm I'm up with the cycling craze, I've uh, shaved my legs. So, oh, great, great. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go. I bought the Lycra, shaved my legs, I'm ready to go. The thing is, though, coronavirus has stopped you from being a proper cyclist and drinking coffee at 7am with your junk hanging out of your uh, bike pants <laughs> to, to really oh, show God, that I bought a bike, everyone, check me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll save that for, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll keep that to, yeah, to myself, I think. <laughs> Speaking of um, old shows, because we're seeing a lot of um, shows getting revived, like Roseanne came back, a lot of them, um, Will and Grace came back. I would love, love to see a police rescue reunion. Would yeah. that ever, ever happen? I do. <laughs> I, I'm up for it. Great. <laughs> I'm up for it. Every, I think I've jumped off every building in Sydney and a few of them in Brisbane as well, so... I'd love that to come back, but I, I'm not sure it will. But, you know, if I take one of these uh, plant substitutes, I might, yeah. uh, you know, if the, the, uh, the bloom itself, it may happen. Mm. <laughs> but, you, but I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying you have to watch and see if I do. Okay. Where where are you at the moment? Are you in lockdown? Because I know that a lo- well, no, a lot of people are travelling at the moment. <laughs> um, like I guess to go home. Um, are you are you isolated in one place at the moment? Yeah, I'm isolated in my car outside of the uh, coffee shop. Oh right, okay, fair oh, enough. Going in to get takeaway only, Gary. That's right. I got a takeaway only, and mm. uh, now I'm sitting in my car talking to you, which is great. No, oh, good one. Um, also, we've got a picture um, here that we've been handed, and it's of you and um, Rami Malek, who was um, in the um, Queen movie. Um, how, yes. how, how do you know him? Well, Rami and I worked in a, in a Spielberg series out here, and about 2010, um, we're at um, we're up north. We're up north in Queensland at uh, Port Douglas, mm-hmm. and then in in Melbourne, it was a show called The Pacific. Oh um, yeah. It was a it was a sequel, kind of sequel to Band of Brothers. Mm. Uh, Tom Hanks produced it, and um, and Steven Spielberg was a producer on it. Um, and that's how I met Rami. I mean, my characters were pretty interlocked, and we became very firm friends. I took him up the gorge up there at uh, Port Douglas, and uh, and we remained friends. And um, spent, I spent some time at his house, and and that shot was when he came out for the premiere here a couple of years ago of the Queen movie. Um, which was a, he was amazing. Of course, he won the Academy Award. You know? oh, yeah, he's fantastic. But he, um, yeah. but he, he said to me three years prior to that he was delivering pizzas. You know, so yeah, things could right. turn around. Bloody oath, yeah. I mean, he looks well, at least pretty... he's got a fallback today. Yeah, and uh, he's pretty yeah. chuffed. Just a couple of lads having a few white wines in a, in a restaurant. You look pretty like it was a fun afternoon. Uh, it was a pretty good afternoon. I think it was Rami. Rami's got a twin brother. Uh, oh. <laughs> a twin brother called Sammy, who spends his whole time pretending he's Rami and uh, getting drink cards at various bars in Los Angeles. Oh, as if you oh, wouldn't. wow. You, just, you would have to. Oh, completely. Imagine how many people have had selfies being like, I met the guy who played Freddie Mercury. How we would sick. be able to send yeah. him out and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a sneaky little uh, devil, that Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hey, buddy, season two of the Stan original series, Bloom, it's back on April 9. Make sure you get on there and check it out. If you haven't started the series yet, season one is there. Get on to it before season two comes out. Yes. Gary Sweet, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for calling us this morning. Ah, uh, my pleasure. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. The Batuta Advocate, which claims to be Australia's oldest newspaper. You're listening to the Daily Batuta News Wrap, live on Desert Rock FM.
<laughs> it is a funny website and also on socials as well where they they take uh, they take they take the mickey out of uh, news stories as well but their headlines are so funny and of course it is mm. all fake but people actually believe it and yes they do describe themselves as a small and independent regional newspaper from far west Queensland we pride ourselves on reporting fair and and just news. They then go on to say that they've been established in the mid 1800s. <laughs> but when they post on Facebook, yeah. it looks yeah. legit. It like looks you, legit, you think it's yeah. like a, a subsidiary or something of the Courier Mail. Like it actually yeah. looks like a proper news site. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think, and th- this is the whole thing that a lot of boomers don't understand it. The baby boomers don't. Mm. So they're reporting on these fake news stories with real comments. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe this. Because they're just not getting it. So there's a few out that we want to share with you. You're um, about to um, you're about to destroy my mum's life. Heads up. Oh, really? She, <laughs> I, I love my mum, but this is something oh. she would be on the couch with her cup of coffee and me beside her. Yeah. She'd be like, have you read this? Have a look at this. <laughs> and she'd, this would be right in. She'd fall for it straight away. So this one is talking about the PM, talking about restrictions um, with a lot of businesses shutting. Um, and they've made up mm-hmm. this fake story and they've used the double bay today. So they've said that that's the, that's the website. And they've quoted <laughs> mm-hmm. a story, and it's a photo of um, someone getting injectables, um, Botox. And he said, mm-hmm. uh, we need to protect the most vulnerable during these difficult times, says the PM. But Botox inject- injections are listed as essential services for <laughs> residents of Sydney's <laughs> eastern suburbs. Someone's written, Judy's read, really? Really? Um, since when has cosmetic surgery been essential except after acting, accidents or serious illness? <laughs> oh, Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. That Judy. would be the uh, Brisbane equivalent of saying Ascot. Ascot People in Ascot yeah. have to get yeah. their injectables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here's one I like. Uh, it's uh, The breaking news story is all mass gatherings banned from Monday as soon as the Hillsong 2020 conference finishes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> someone has uh, commented thinking that that is a true story. And you would think after the bushfire debacle, ScoMo would be wanting to get on the front foot on this issue just reaffirms my view that once a tool always a tool <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people thought that he um didn't do a shutdown as well because he wanted to see the sharkies play because it was the yes. first round of the nrl oh so, i thought that yeah. was news story yeah, yeah he'd be pretty upset <laughs> that one we can't <laughs> confirm or deny let's be honest no, that's true that's that's why i guess that's why sometimes people get, get it confused because it does walk they a very are so funny. Line. Yeah, yeah yeah this one says uh nationals take a short break from bickering and infighting to discuss some drought policy and uh, someone's commented, uh, Bruce has commented, unless we don't put out Barnaby's fire, we have no chance. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, it looks like they've written an article about the speechwriter, and apparently the speechwriter for the PM had mm. had a conversation with someone and had revealed. And it says the Prime Minister's speechwriter doesn't know why he even bothers anymore. Swear word inserted. And someone's written after they're saying, I'm disgusted you would even publish this article on the PM speech writer. He was having a casual conversation with you, letting off some steam on what's been a hellish few days. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real work of journalism. Who cares what he asked for or bought? Why are you... um, And someone's written... Another Australian will be losing their job after this. (laughs) And I know that it's a baby boomer because at the end of it, it says... Sent from my iPhone. Uh, <laughs> the, um, that, yeah, that would have been because there was that the other week. The there was that fake text the message release, going yes. around. Yeah, and everyone mm. thought, "Oh, we're going to lockdown because the speech writer." Well, actually, can we be honest? 
we believe we that fell one. for that one. <laughs> we absolutely did fall for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Batuta Advocate, keep up the great work. We do need a laugh um, through this time as well. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit One Hundred and Five. Right, that's the podcast, everyone. Peace. Stab Abby and Matt. Stab Abby and Matt. Hit-